You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Christina Nicholson, and she started her PR agency, Media Maven, after working as a TV anchor and reporter for more than 10 years. After seeing countless bad pitches, she joined the other side to help business owners grow by earning media coverage without spending big bucks on advertising. Last year, she launched Podcast Clout, which is a software that saves PR agencies time in building pitch lists to land clients more podcast interviews. So welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you so much for having me, Dennis. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's interesting. What I love about what we're going to do today is, you know, it crosses in from digital to traditional, you know, PR and media coverage, you know, has expanded dramatically since obviously the advent of the internet. And you've been on probably all of those different mediums during your career, either as, you know, when you were a TV anchor and now as an entrepreneur. So I'm excited to talk about it. And just to tease everybody, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about how you can create your first media pitch so that you can get featured in the media, whether that be new media, you know, like a podcast, or whether that be more traditional media, like a local or national television network. That's what you know, that's Christina's superpower. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, give us a super quick backstory. You had an interesting career in the media spotlight. Tell us a little bit about that and why you decided to pivot. Yeah. So my background is in TV. I was a TV reporter and anchor for over 10 years. And during that time, you get a lot of emails, hundreds of emails a day from people who want to be on TV. And a lot of those emails were from business owners or they were from publicists at PR agencies, and they were missing the mark all day, every day. After I had a couple of kids, I wanted a more flexible schedule because working in TV news is not flexible at all. And so I got a job at a PR agency. And after six months, I realized I had a boss that would not give me the freedom that I wanted. He was a very bad boss. So like most people who start their own businesses, they leave their boss and not their job. So I said, you know what? This is a service-based industry. I don't need a lot of capital. I'll just be a, I called myself a professional freelancer. And I took on a lot of clients for the first two years. And then I slowly started building a team. And now we have an agency where we do everything for you, get you in the media without spending money on ads. And I also have an online course and a media mentoring program to help those smaller business owners who don't have an agency budget, but they still need to build their brand and let people know they're out there for business to build their business. All right. So that's interesting. Let's talk about that for a minute, because I think most people you know, in the traditional sense of getting on television or 
the radio or, you know, whatever the case may be, traditional media, let's call it that, right? They think that they need to hire a big agency. They think they they think that there's, you know, they have to buy their way into that spot, right? Or into the into the into the spotlight. So what you're telling me is that that's not always the case. Something that bothers me about PR and saying public relations is that everything people think is so antiquated. Everybody thinks, for example, they need to send out press releases. Those worked very well in the 90s. But right now, nobody wants a press release. They don't want to read your long, boring, promotional press release. It's just not how the media works today. I mean, the media landscape has changed leaps and bounds in the last few years. But when people think PR, they think of old school PR. And that's why at Media Maven, my entire team is made up of former members of the media. We have a very modern approach to pitching and earning media for our clients. And today, because of all of those media changes I mentioned, you don't need an agency. You just need to know what to do. I mean, look at these people. I mean, you look at the Today Show or Good Morning America. Look at these people earning coverage. It's because they had a video that got a lot of views, you know, and people capitalize on that and they turn that into a business. So you just need to know what to do. Gotcha. And that's what your course does, right? So you have a course course and a mentoring program. If someone doesn't want to have the agency model where some you're going out and doing the pitches for them, you actually have a course where people can do it themselves. Yeah. I mean, Dennis, like your listeners know, to grow a business, you need to invest time and or money. So if you want to invest the money, you get everything done for you. If you want to invest the time, you need to learn how to do it yourself. So we kind of run the gamut with do it yourself, done with you and totally done for you. Cool. And that's great. And tell me a little bit about the software, because this is an interesting, you know, I've had this podcast for over three years now, done over 300 episodes. I've probably been interviewed on close to a hundred other podcasts. And so the software part of it is kind of interesting where you're, you tell, tell us a little bit about that. What it helps you to create your pitch list, but go into a little yeah. bit more detail. So podcast clout is a software that I recently created and it really just came from a need that I had in my PR agency. So there's lots of softwares that will help you find all of the contact information for traditional media. You want to know everybody at Oprah Magazine? Here they are. This is what they write about. This is their email address. There's a lot of those that exist for traditional media for people in our industry, but there was nothing for podcasts. And we love getting guests on podcasts because that is a very quick way to build your personal brand. People get to know, like, and trust you in no time. So like podcasts are where it's at in addition to traditional media but there's no easy way to find them and find who to pitch. You can scroll through the million plus podcasts on your app, but it's just so time consuming because then you got to go online and you got to do the research. Who do I pitch? How do I pitch them? So I basically just automated all of this. My team at Podcast Clout, we go through, we only look at the podcasts that are ranking in the top 250 of their category. If they have been ranked, and there's a lot of categories out there, well over a hundred categories. So if you have a podcast that has ranked in the top 250 in your category, you're going to be in podcast clout. We're going to do that research for you. We're going to search your website, your social media. If somebody wants to pitch you to be a guest, how do you prefer they do that? And we just gather all of that information and they can build their pitch list based on category. They can search keywords. They can pick a category and then it's down by searching a keyword. For example, you can go to the investing category and then use the keyword real estate to get those top podcasts that just focus on real estate investing. And this was something that, again, I needed it for myself. So I created it. And then I'm telling all the other folks in PR and speaking authors, entrepreneurs about it. 
Awesome. That's perfect. All right. Well, I'm sure that they're going to appreciate that because it is time consuming to try to number one, you know, figure out which podcast you want to go on the, for the best audience and the best results and to match your messaging and everything that you can deliver. But it's even more time consuming to try to find their contact information and everything like that. So awesome. Well, so you scratch your own itch there. You had to build it and maybe your team's job a little easier and then you just created a service out of it. So that's awesome. Perfect. All right. So when did you start your agency? How, what year was it? It was just my son, my second son, second child, first son was born in September of 2019. That December, so just a few months later, I quit my TV job. I worked at an agency for six months and then I started my agency. So that would have been in the summer of 2015. He was born in 2014. So the summer of 2015 was when I started my business. And I think you've got some really important information to share. So we're going to talk about, you're here today to help us understand and unpack how to create your first media pitch, hopefully a successful one, but there's a process, right? You can't just haphazardly go out there and try to pitch the media. You can, but you know, you're probably not going to get very predictable results. So break this down for us. Give us a little bit of a framework so that everybody listening can leverage this to help grow their business. Yeah. And I'm happy to share. This is super important because this is where most people get it wrong. And again, when I was a TV reporter, I was like, this pitch is terrible. So the first thing you want to do is you want to start with the end in mind. What is your goal? And I don't mean what is your goal like to be an Oprah magazine. I mean, what is the reasoning you want media coverage? Is it to drive people to your website? Is it to get people to walk into your brick and mortar store? Is it to get people on your email list? Because that end goal is going to determine where you pitch and with what you pitch. So one, you want to start with the end goal in mind. And number two, you want to look at your audience. A lot of people get caught up in the glitz and glamour of being on TV. They'll say, I want to get on the Today Show. Well, the Today Show's great. I mean, it's tremendous for credibility and authority. If you're on the Today Show, everybody knows you're legit. However, they have a very wide array of an audience. Unless you're focusing on millennial women, you're probably not going, or even, even, you know, boomer women, you're probably not going to see a profit from that publicity. I can give you an example. I had a client, they had a running app and we got them on the Today Show. Great for credibility, but where they saw a return on their investment was when we got them in a magazine called Runner's World, because every single person reading that magazine was interested in running. And you know, there's people watching the Today Show, myself included, who hate running and would only run if you were chasing me with a murder weapon. So <laughs> you want to be <laughs> in front of your audience. <laughs> so yeah, right. lots of people, they get all caught up and like the Today Show, CNN, just because they want to look cool instead of actually like being cool and getting that profit. So you want to know where your audience is. That's number two. Gotcha. So number one is start with the end in mind, figure out what your goal is, traffic, credibility, online, offline, whatever the case may be. And then the second one is, look at the media audience. So look at the different media outlets and kind of break down their audience. Is there an easy way to do that? I mean, you know, how, I mean, I'm sure there's different levels and different layers to this that we could peel back, but how difficult is it to see who the audience is for the Today Show, like you mentioned, to yeah, understand I mean, that audience, right? To, yeah. An easy way to do this is just hit up the Googler people and do your research. A lot of times, if you act like you're going to buy an ad, and you contact the sales department, they'll send you a big media deck and they will tell you all their demographics. Like these are how many women watch. These are their ages. This is what they're interested in. They don't give you that information to earn media because 
earning media is a totally different ball game, but you can get a good idea just by consuming the platforms. Luckily, when it comes to entrepreneurs, a lot of times their general audience is their own audience. If you know what I mean? So like my client's audience is the same as my own personal audience. So if you are looking to build a business, you yourself are probably building a business. So a lot of these overlap so you can relate, but I mean, look at the, again, look at the outlets, do your research. Again, softwares like Podcast Cloud are helpful for this when it comes to podcasts. There's other ones for traditional media. Those are thousands of dollars a year, and those are more for people in the industry. But you are just going to have to do your own research. I mean, Google, let me tell you, it's great for things like that. Yeah, I love your little hack about just going to them and getting their paid advertising data, right? I mean, because whenever a media outlet sells advertising, one of the things they have to provide their advertisers is this media pack that shares who's listening, how many people are listening, you know, all the different, you know, they probably have a content calendar and all these different things, you know, so that people can fit their ads into that spot. Right. And so I think that's a very simple hack. It's free. It's probably a phone call and an email or two and boom, all of a sudden now you've got some really good demographic and maybe even some psychographic information that you can help, you know, pin down who the media is. Okay, great. So we talked about who's the audience. What's next? After that, you want to connect with the member of the media who serves that audience. So say you have a product, maybe you're an author and you sell books. Who's doing the book reviews in Oprah's magazine? Who is doing the book club on GMA or Reese's book club? I mean, who's, who's writing about the new thriller books? Do your research on who exactly you're going to pitch because before you pitch them, you wanna follow them on Twitter. You wanna connect with them on LinkedIn. I do recommend Twitter for building relationships with members of the media because all members of the media are on Twitter. Like that's just the hot spot for journalists. That's where we work. So build a connection with them on Twitter, follow them, retweet them, comment on their posts back and forth. It's super easy. This is something you can just take 30 minutes a day to do. Build your Twitter list. Like this is the relationship I have to build everybody on this list and just do that because when you do go to pitch them, which we will get to in a second, you will stand out in their very busy inbox because you have connected with them offline. And today we're more likely to pay attention to a notification on Twitter than we are another email from a stranger in our inbox. Got it. Okay. So Twitter is your preferred method for starting to connect with journalists, right? So you start to follow them first. And then from there, obviously you're going to do some research on how to contact them, you know, whether it be email or phone or whatever their mailing address is. And then we go to the next step. The next step is the big one. This is the pitch. So this is where I'll tell you the mistakes people make when they send the pitch. You already know at this point, you're sending it to the right person. If you land this interview or this this publicity, it's going to hit the right people because we did all of that before. So the pitch, you need to not make it about you or your product or your service. This is the biggest mistake people make because obviously the end goal, again, It's to get people to your website, to get people to buy your book, whatever it is. But if you lead with that and you make it so obvious, you are just here for the free publicity, it's not going to work because it is not the media's job to promote your stuff. And so many people, for whatever reason, they think their stuff is so newsworthy. It's the best thing since sliced bread and almost like the, the, the media is supposed to do this, like they're entitled to it. That's not the case. What you need to do in your pitch is tell the journalist, hey, 
I know your audience is interested in this. This is how I can help X, Y, Z. Please let me know if this is interesting to you and what I can do to help you do your job. The easier you make it on the journalist, like you hand them everything they could ever want or need on a silver platter, you're most likely going to get that coverage. You just have to approach it from their perspective and not your perspective. And everybody will say, yeah, but I want the promotion. The goal is to get this. Yes, that comes by default. Like you will get your promotion out of it. By default, people are going to get to know you and your brand. It's just not going to be in the form of a big full page ad. People ignore those anyway. When it just comes out naturally in conversation, when it comes out naturally through a story, it works better. It's more subtle and it works better. So don't be scared that like, oh, there's no point to this because I only got one little mention. That's the way it works. Yeah. So it kind of comes back to that old adage of serve versus sell, right? You need to serve the audience, provide them, not only serve the journalists because they have deadlines and pressure and all kinds of things in their daily job. So you're serving them. Secondly, you're serving the audience because you're you're not just trying to sell them a product. You're, you're providing them either some sort of information or an escape through some sort of a story or something that's fun or interesting or entertaining. And then from there, just getting in front of that audience, obviously, and then however you may be able to set, there may be some sort of a segue into the product or service or business or you know marketing message that you have, but really don't make it about you serve versus sell, right? I mean, I think that's the underlying message in the pitch. It is. And people, they want to, you know, hurry up and propose marriage before they start dating. I mean, I could give you so many examples of where I was so close to like giving somebody coverage and they blew it. Like I had somebody request to be on my podcast, become a media maven. And I was like, this is a great pitch. You should come on and talk about this. But in between the pitch and recording the episode, I got three emails about, I want to make sure you promote my book. This is my book. This is when it's being released. I canceled the interview because I was like, you are pushing this book so far down my throat right now. It's not my job to promote your book. I wanted you to come on and talk about what was in it. Obviously, your book's going to get promoted if we're talking about what's in it. But because you were so over the top about the book promotion, like, I don't even want to have you on because I'm annoyed at this point. Like, that is what a lot of people do. Yeah, I agree. I get over, well, it's definitely, I don't know the exact number, but I get over 100 inbound requests per month for people to be on the podcast. And I've only got four interview spots. I do one interview a week, right? So... (laughs) Some of those pitches are horrible. Some of those pitches are very self-centered. Some of those pitches are very promotional and they're very easy to see through. The ones that aren't, you know, usually flow right to the top. They stand out, you know, the ones that do it the right way. So I agree with you. I love that concept of how to write the pitch. Okay. So what's next? Does it end there? Is that where it ends or what do we do after that? Well, lots of people end it there and that's a mistake because they leave money on the table. They send the email and they're like, well, that's it. If I don't hear back, they're not interested. And that's not the case. Most of what you're going to get over half of the time is going to be on the follow-up. And I know it's not sexy for me to tell y'all listening to follow up, but you will not earn coverage if you don't follow up. It's the same with sales. You won't close deals if you don't follow up and you have to follow up in a way that's not annoying. I always just send a quick little short email. Hey, bumping this up to, to make sure, you know, I'm not lost in your inbox. I'll also let them know that I'm going to share this on social media and to my email list. That's a big one, Dennis. A lot of people don't include that in their pitch and they don't mention that in the follow-up. It is so important that if somebody is taking time to give you a stage on their platform, that you tell people about it. Like it's good PR for you to say, hey, 
I was on Dennis's podcast. Listen to the episode here. Like it's just going to increase your credibility. And the person on the other end is going to be grateful that you are sharing that with your audience. So you can mention that in the follow-up. You can also share maybe another interview you recently did or another piece of coverage that landed recently, but you have to follow up. I share a story on podcast clout, how I landed my first appearance on Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. And if I did not follow up, I would not have landed that coverage. So you have to follow up. Now, I like to do it once a week, about two to three times. If after a month, you still haven't heard back and you followed up in a couple of different ways, two or three times, then you need to go back to the drawing board. That idea isn't working. That angle isn't a good one. So rethink Maybe you pitched social media marketing. Okay, well, next time you go back, maybe pitch Pinterest ads because it's so much more specific. It's probably something that the podcast host, for example, hasn't heard about. So you want to get more specific to pique their interest because they get 100 pitches about social media marketing, but not very many about Pinterest ads. So just tweak the pitch a little bit in the follow-up or the next time around if that first one didn't go so well. I love that because what you didn't do is you didn't just throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, this doesn't work and nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to do PR and I'm not worthy and whatever the case may be. You (laughs) followed up. And then from there, beyond the follow-up, even when that follow-up on that original pitch didn't work, you rethought the messaging, you reevaluated that process, you looked at the audience again, you looked at how you could best serve them and you created a different angle. That was a great word, an angle on how you could provide that value. And you reapproached it. And there are times I'm sure that your clients or in the traditional media or even online media, you you might have to pitch a different media outlet three or four or five times before you get accepted. But at the end of the day, like you said, if it's worthwhile, if it's the right audience and it's the right, you know, opportunity to help you hit your goals, it's definitely worth the follow-up and it's definitely worth the effort. Because if you got on the Today Show or you got on the Joe Rogan podcast or you got on Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income Podcast. It could have a huge, huge impact, not only on your brand, but on your, you know, on your business goals, whether that be to drive traffic or sales or whatever the case may be. So I, I love that. I love that really very concrete follow-up type approach because you're right. The fortune's in the follow-up. I know this isn't sales and this isn't about, you know, about selling, but in reality, you are selling. You're selling yourself. You're selling your idea. You're selling your, you know, the value that you provide. There might not be a there might not be an invoice at the end of it, but you're still selling. So awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Anything else you want to add to that before a couple rapid fire questions, then we're going to wrap it up for today. Anything else you want to add before that? Yeah. I mean, I would love, could I share a free resource with your audience that'll help oh, them? hundred percent. Okay. So I will share with you the exact pitch word for word that I sent to get on smart passive income the first time. After I was on the first time I was on a second and third time. I was accepted into Pat's mastermind. I spoke on stage with him at Podcast Movement. And then I got tons of leads and closed deals with clients who were listening to that first, second, and third podcast that I was on. So that just goes to show you how much it works. So to see exactly what happened from start to finish, from pitch to follow-up to recording to airing, you can see it all at podcastclout.com slash Pat. And I think it's important to see the exact pitch and not a template where you like drag and drop. Like you can see word for word what happened. No, I love that. Perfect. And I would definitely include that in the show notes. All right. So a couple rapid fire questions before we wrap up. 
what's your favorite growth tool or software or app? Something, you know, not podcast clout because that's something you created, a third party tool, something else that you use to help you grow your business. It's not sexy, Dennis, but I love organization and productivity. And if it's not in the Google Calendar, it's not getting done. So putting my color-coded Google Calendar is my favorite tool. Yeah. The whole Google suite is amazing. And the calendar is obviously a staple. So awesome. Perfect. And what would be one book that you would recommend? Maybe something that you read Uh, that helps you on your journey or something you think might help them on theirs, whether it be media related or PR related or otherwise, just share something with the audience. Try uh, Try to limit it to one. And I know it's tough because look behind me, my bookcase is full. Dennis, I built in bookshelves in my house because I'm obsessed with reading. If I had to keep it to one, I would say Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It's really like a game-changing book if you are afraid to invest in your business. Is that T. Harv Eckert? Or who is that? I think it is. Yeah, I I think think it it is. is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, listen, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Christina, for being here. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about Media Maven, Podcast Clout, and everything you got going on there, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. Well, I mentioned podcastclout.com slash Pat and I'm active on social. I talk back when you talk to me. So you can find me there at Christina all day. Instagram and Twitter are probably the bigger ones, but I'm on all of them. So yeah. then Media Maven, that's at mediamavenandmore.com. There's lots of freebies and resources. And I have my podcast as well, Become a Media Maven, where we chat more about this stuff and I take you behind the scenes. Love it. Thank you so much. Congrats on all your success. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.